The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. So the schedule just came out, like I said. That was the day that LeBron James decided he was going to announce his contract. And uh, just randomly. And uh, we talked about this last week. And because of the 9-1 fiasco last year where I um, incorrectly forecasted what the Warriors would do, um, I was asked by Warriors Reddit and Warriors Twitter whether I would do that prediction again. So I did. So I was looking through the schedule. I think they're going to go 10 and 0. I think they're going to go 9 and 1, 10 and 0. They play Miami, they play Denver, they play Phoenix, and of course they play Sacramento, which will probably be their toughest test. I know they've a lot of hype around Sacramento. So I think that's the case. But then a lot of people are like, "Okay, well, they lost Gary Payton the second. They lost Otto Porter, a huge role player there. They're they lost Bielicha to overseas. They are still getting Wiseman back into the fold. They still need more consistency for Kaminga. It doesn't seem like Kaminga really has his head on straight. But then it's moves like this that make me confident in the Warriors moving forward to their to their commitment to continue to find uncut jobs and turn them into certified dudes. Every year, the Warriors find value in the draft. And every year, we dummies are shocked when they do. So, the person that's going to shock us, my prediction, is Patrick Baldwin Jr. this year. If you don't know his story, he's fascinating. At one point, Patrick Baldwin Jr. was a lock for the lottery. He was supposed to be that guy. He had offers from every D1 school under the sun. Everyone was salivating over him. He decides to turn down Duke and instead choose to play for his dad at UW-Milwaukee to rebuild their program. He's a sixth, I mean, stupid. Very noble, but stupid. Uh, but in this case, might actually work out. Work out in the long term for him. 6'9", 230 forward. He has NBA moves at 17 years old. He had a train wreck. Of, I mean, he went to UW-Milwaukee, and he was trying to rebuild his team for his father to keep his job. So you knew it was going to be a mess, but it was even more of a mess. He sprained his ankle, never really recovered from that. He got COVID, COVID, 
and he performed below expectations, never really came back with any real force. Then he was sent into free fall, and the pre-draft process looked horrible, and he sunk all the way to the bottom of the first round. At Summer League, I said, oh, it's crazy. I was talking to, I want to say, somebody from the Warriors organization. I was like, oh, yeah, Patrick Baldwin Jr., one hell of a pickup. Kind of sad that he didn't go to Duke or one of these D1 programs. I think we could have seen how good he could be. And they go, not sad for us. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been there for us if he would have gone to Duke. Uh, so right into the soft hands of Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors, Patrick Baldwin goes. Insert DJ Collin. Another one. Yeah, it's, it is. It's my, I'm going to call him PB&J. That's what he's going to be known as. Just wait for the Welch's grape juice, Welch's PBJ Uncrustable ad. But what we know is that Golden State is one of the few franchises who has the MO to invest in a player that they believe that they can contribute even though it's not right away. Like, listen, the best example of that, people are going to hate me for this, but, like, James Wiseman played three games for Memphis. Like, we know he wasn't ready. We, he was literally seven feet tall in high school, just dominating dudes based on his athleticism and his size. He doesn't know how to play basketball, this guy. He's going to the Warrior system, one of the most complex offenses and defensive coverage-type systems. We knew he was going to be a deer in headlights. They knew. If I can see it, these smarties can see it, too. And they were like, we don't care. His upside's too good. We have to just take him at number two overall, even though he's played a total of three games for Penny Hardaway. And they're like, yeah. Project, that's fine with us. So Patrick Baldwin Jr. is even much less of a project than James Wiseman. So how the hell does a team that wins a championship still manage to get a lottery-quality pick? That's what Golden State does. And they rarely miss. They apparently love Patrick Baldwin Jr. And from what he's already learning about the Golden State way, he might actually end up being the steal of the draft. That is my prediction. People are going to be talking about him, not this year, this season, maybe the following season as a breakout player of the year. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. There was a recent article from an NBC Bay Area writer where Dalton Johnson goes in deep dive into what Baldwin has already learned from Golden State in his short time there. First of all, the Warriors in the pre-draft meeting were floored by how much film Patrick Baldwin Jr. watches. And if you're a casual fan, what you may or may not know is college players, they don't watch film. They don't watch any film. They, they don't. That's not, it's not even what they really do in terms of their responsibilities as a player for a D1 team. just doesn't really happen. So he says this, Baldwin, as you know, the game has changed a lot. So I like to watch Kevin Durant. I like to watch Chris Middleton. I like to watch Jason Tatum. But I'm also watching Otto Porter, Michael Porter Jr., guys that I think have roles that, ca- that I could fill someday. And it's just important for me to be multifaceted and learn from everyone. You can just almost feel Steve Kerr going from 6 to 12 on this quote, right? Like, you're just like, I love this guy. 
willingness to just be a role player, 6'9", two-way guy, be able to just, like, get dirty and gritty. Like, these are the Golden State players that they find. The fact they found Otto Porter, who, by the way, was a max player who took a veteran minimum to play for a championship team and then head back to Toronto. This is what they do. They find guys that fit the system, fit the mentality, fit the body type, and then they just win. They just plug them and play them in. <laughs> like, Otto Porter was a Swiss Army knife, helped them win this chip, and that is the guy that probably Baldwin is going to be replacing. D- did I also mention he's 19 years old only? Might not even be done growing. He's already almost 6'10", 7'2", wingspan. And although his shot is, people are shady about his shot, but people are shady about Jordan Poole's shot too. And his KD, KD-like KD release point might be unguardable, unblockable. So if anyone could fix his shot, who do you think it is? Steph Curry, maybe? People who train with Steph? Golden State? You don't think they could, like, solve that? Remember, just like Baldwin, Looney, Poole, both late first-round picks, also considered projects. Now they are elite starters, cornerstones of the Warriors' future. In Baldwin's own, world, own words, this is how little concern they were with Baldwin's subpar 27% three-pointing shooting percentage at uw Milwaukee. He was like, yeah, they're just trying to tap back into that movement shooting that I wasn't required to do at Milwaukee. You talk about .5 decision-making, getting off the ball quick, making a quick decision, whether that's Steph Curry, whether that's me. You just have to make quick decisions. Just knowing who to look, locate, how to set good screens, just being a complete offensive team player. This kid's smart. He's ready to go. Good Lord. We want to talk about Golden State. Ooh, you're so lucky. You steal players like Andrew Wiggins. But they just keep finding these little uncut jobs, these little needles in the haystacks. And, and like, at a certain point, you're not lucky. You're just good. That's why Joe Lacob's annoying ass keeps saying that they're light years ahead of everyone else. It's like I can't really shade them because they just continue to do the same thing over and over again, and other teams continue to pass on guys that they have no ability to develop. That is a skill. Jerry West said, finding value in the late first round is what separates good teams from great teams. So let's let Patrick Baldwin Jr. sum out how his rookie year might go. He said, once I figure out the speed of the game, the pace of the game, defensive concepts, offensive concepts, I think that's when I'm going to start to take off. The quicker I can study in the film room and learn from some of the great players I'm going to be playing with, I think the better I'm going to be off in the future. That's why you got to put money on them because at least if they win, you get richer as a result. Always playing chess while the rest of the league is playing checkers.